In Australia, our lock-in laws are relaxing. Now it's time to look at what we've been doing and continue to do in business as we emerge. I'm talking to Peter Lowe, entrepreneur, business owner and mentor about the things that we can start to do now to set ourselves up for success as the lock-in eventually becomes the move-on. I'm Brett Farrell and this is The Lock-In. But how, So how does a guy like you go from leading um, kids in youth group, uh, then, then they go on to be in the ministry, which is probably well done you, uh, yeah. but you instead go into business? Yeah, yeah. Didn't you well, take, actually, that, that, didn't you take your advice? Very, well, I, uh, I was thinking about uh, going to Bible college and being a, a minister at one point. When I led him at at youth, it was just in a voluntary capacity. I met up with a couple uh, lecturers and, and, and thought about it. And I always just thought, um, and, and when I say I thought about it, not for a long time, I just thought, well, back then I thought, well, if you're a serious Christian, that's what you do. You go to Bible college or you're, or you're <laughs> a missionary. Yeah. And um, I just had it in me that always I, I had a, a path to play in business. And for me back then, there weren't many people that I could see the way where I, I saw passionate Christians in business. So plenty of, um, you know, guys in business and plenty of passionate Christians, but sometimes hard to see the link. And and, and I think I was a bit young then as well. I, I, there, there were people that were passionate Christians in a business, but, you know, they, it, it's, it wasn't overt in terms of them being mentors or spiritual advisors for that type of thing. And but I, I knew it was business was it. And I had a lot of my mates go to Bible college, which was awesome. And, and I think when you finish Bible college, you, you, you graduate and you start leadership. You start preaching. Yeah. You start leading. But I finished undergrad and uh, you start at the bottom. And so I always <laughs> knew my apprenticeship in business and, and would, would take longer. And I feel it's only been in the recent years now that I'm, I'm – you know, I, I enjoy business, but also that I've done my apprenticeship and I'm in a position to share and speak to people. Let's skip forward to right now. We're all locked in still. And I think we're starting to see some green shoots with the, the restrictions, at least in Australia, are coming off a little bit. Uh, we can step outside a bit longer and see the sunshine. So for a business guy, what's that feel like? Oh, I'm excited. I think if you... if I think at the very beginning you acknowledge that we're all in the same sea, but we're in a different we're in different boats. Um, some people are on that red line going down, some people on the yellow line bubbling along, but as things lift can see hope and a hockey stick up. And some people have been on the green line during this time. Uh, so it, it, yeah, I think it is exciting. I think I'm most excited about some of the guys that I coach um, that are either on yellow lines or, or green lines. And, uh, and as what things lift, but what does the yellow line up. mean? Sorry, just explain the yellow line. What is that, is that a good place to be in business? It, it's kind of the yellow line. I say, look, break even, a little bit above, a little bit below um, during this time because things have got a downward pressure. Uh, but putting yourself in in a good position that as things lift off, that you can that you can take advantage of that. So. I think really if you look a lot of uh, smaller businesses, they're not efficiently run. And so if, if they can get help and coaching and mentorship in, in, in any market, but 
there's still enough of their target customer where they can actually grow during the downturn for most businesses. Yeah, but but right now, wouldn't you say that the yellow line right now is probably the new green line? Trending, you know, to, to uh, stay no. afloat is – you no. think, oh, you disagree, okay. Yeah, no. yeah I do because I think um, – I think I think if you do nothing, then that's the answer. Yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, but if you have been running a business for some period of time and there's been some buffer in the market and you haven't needed to be as efficient, you've enjoyed that. Um, if you do nothing, then you're going to follow what the trend is doing, which is down. There's there's no two ways about it. But there's guys that I'm coaching where they've tripled their revenue. How's in, that? In four weeks and some some three months uh but yeah tripled their revenue during covid okay then what's the secret i think uh obviously the situation would depend and that's why i say some people are on different lines um but i normally start with understand who and why before what and how usually my first conversation with people is what and how what do i need to do and how do i need to get there it all talks about efficiency and effectiveness uh, but it's not information that leads to transformation. And so teaching people what and how, well, you've got Google, TED Talks, and plenty of online courses that can give you what and how. Yeah. So it's more like that you need to, people need to be opened up to their identity and purpose, I believe, firstly in God, uh, and then understand that um, the, some of these what and how aspects do apply to them and can be real for them. And when they get that done, I think big changes can happen. So if I give a, a real example, um, and I'll change the name just for privacy, okay. but um, a, a, a person I'm coaching who runs a, a bookkeeping business, she tripled her business in uh, four weeks. Now, it was modest revenues. It was only revenues last year of $20,000, but... Uh, in four weeks, that went to $60,000. I didn't start with what and how. I, I, I started with a bunch of questions like, what do you actually want to do? You know, she's a mom, mm -hmm. she's a wife. Um, there's that sense of I'm working enough now and if I grow this bigger, doesn't it mean that I've got to be more chained to the business and have less time for the family? Uh, it, it's those types of thoughts that she has. And I think when we could communicate that if we do this right, you can make more money, have more time uh, and live more of your mission and have happy customers and staff. And that's the, the top level. And, of course, we go through the detail how that could practically connect. When she could see that, I then said, okay, well, where do you want to go and what have you been doing and what were your dreams when you started and, and, and what stopped you? Wow, big question. And, uh, yeah, and, and her response is pretty typical that there is a version of fear. Okay. And uh, when we got down to it, it was, you know, she, she's a, she's a, she was Asian descent in Australia and she was heavily, used to be quite outgoing when she was young and was heavily bullied uh, when she was a, a young girl at school. And her response was, to be very quiet and very compliant and stay behind the scenes. Right. And when we could just say that a couple of things, I said, look, your kids won't be what you say. Your kids will follow who you are. And when they see you, what 
do they see? And the response was fear, uh, only pushing forward in comfort and a few things like that. And then when we contrast that and we talk about, look, look at the heart you have for your children mm. and how much would it break your heart for them to be motivated out of fear or hurt and just think of a loving God that loves you so much more and think about how much his heart is breaking right now. Um, and in her own words, she said, you know, the wounded girl of the past is not going to dictate the decisions of the grown woman today. And uh, it was time for her to put, you know, I say God speaks to you in two ways. One is a father and one is a king. As a father, that means you're a child of God. And as Lord, it means we are kings and queens under him. And so it's time to put on your crown. Mm. And when you put on that crown, it doesn't have to feel comfortable. No. You just need to know it's right. <laughs> and is, is, this, is this something that you would recommend or do with anyone right now who is perhaps a bit scared of their business collapsing or dealing with the pressures of COVID and wondering what an uncertain future looks like? What would you tell that person? I think it would be uh, uh, the uh, circumstance would, would differ, but I think obviously we overestimate what we can do in a day and we underestimate what we can do in a year. Right. The God of three months ago is the God of today and is the God of three months in the future. In one year, it will be different. Um, and so there is hope. Uh, it depends on which time horizon that you see. And whilst the facts of the situation might be different, difficult, the truth of God says there is a way and there's always hope. Yeah. A, a, another real example is a client of mine who is in New Zealand and they run a custom fabrication shop. They have been making a loss for the last three years. They've never run a profitable business for the last three years. Wow. They've had um, it, – it's been tough, and we've just recently started working with them. In the month of March, as New Zealand hit stage four restriction, they had their most profitable March on record. They had reduced error rates from 50% to 13%, and then stage four restrictions really hit. And when we were first talking about what to do, the responses from this client was the arms crossed over and, and defensive. There's nothing I can do. It's in stage four restriction. Yeah. Uh, but as we just said, okay, let's just ask one question a day and say what is one thing we can do that can uh, nudge the needle in the right way? So we did two strategies. One strategy was to approach the builders. So the builders are usually – getting his work for their clients and now he's approaching the builders direct because they're at home right now and just to give them a special offer for them as their home and board to work on their own properties. Um, so that was one thing. The second thing is to launch a new product and the new product initially, and this was his idea, was a, a, those uh, acrylic clear shields that go on retail countertops. Yeah. In the first week he sold five units at Three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. We discussed the pricing, looked at the competition. We we bumped up the price to about four hundred or four hundred and fifty. The second week sold nine units, and in the third week sold eleven thousand dollars worth of units. <laughs> wow! Um, since then, he has also created flat pack tables and flat pack chairs. Um, I'm now getting him connected with another guy, a coach who takes products onto Amazon. 
um, to see if that avenue works um, yeah. for him as well. So I, I think if you just go with the market, you, you do switch your brain off to opportunity. There's always something we can do or something we can learn or some way we can develop. And I'm not saying empty words to people. I, I think um, for people listening right now, there is hope. And just to wake up every day, I've been there. I've been crying fetal position and crying, but you've got to get up and go, there is hope. Yeah. There is a way. What is one thing I can do? Um, so, yeah, that would be what I recommend. And understand that the best in the world get coached. I think we often associate with help in what a form it comes at as only for the week. Right. But if we understand that Tiger Woods has many coaches for diet, psychological, hitting, striking, uh, putting, all those types of things, just like Roger Federer or mm. any elite person at the top of their game has coaches. So get help. And who at the moment coaches you, Peter? I've got a friend who's coaching me and uh, we've been mates for a long time. And really what he's helping me do is to take the IP I have and to be able to communicate that more effective, effectively virtually. So that would be a, a formal coach I've got yep. in terms of the business side. Yeah. And then obviously with 100X, I've got um, some mentors and spiritual advisors that we probably connect about three times a year. Um, and then and the other thing is in, in that mentorship capacity to ask some good questions. So I, I ask questions like, where do you see my repeated mistakes happening right now? What is the one thing that excites you most about what I've shared tonight? If there was one thing where you'd give me a word of caution, what would it be? You know, I ask questions where they they can easily speak into your life. Now, it seems like you're opening yourself up for that success. And speaking of success, now, you had a incredibly successful IT business, which, if I'm not mistaken, mm. you, you had it right during the middle of the last global issue, which was the uh, global financial crisis. Yeah. What's different yeah. between then and now? I think this, I've, I went through two crisis uh, points with the IT business. The first was in the year 2000. It was a dot-com crash and that was actually the year the business got founded. Brilliant timing. No was, that's it. No one was spending money in the year 2000. And then obviously the dot-com um, crash I think obviously what we're going through now is is wider than what we had before. Um, it's the GFC uh, affected businesses and affected obviously pe- people's personal earning capacity. And, and what we've got today is this is affecting people's not only their livelihood but how you travel and how you relax and how you connect with people. Uh, so I do think it, it is uh, different there. I think in terms of the approach, though, the approach I would say would be the same for a business owner, and that might be different for someone that is employed in, in a business and maybe out of work. Yeah. Um, so I think depending on where the people are at. But if you are a business owner, I, th- I remember being in 2008 and being extremely scared what was going on. And uh, we, what we committed is we got the team together and we had some experts come in to explain what the GFC was. Yeah. 
as just a short presentation. We assured everyone of our strategy. We didn't know what the future was, but we were assured of what we were going to do. Uh, we actually increased our spend on sales and marketing at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, because none of our competition were growing, everyone was scared, so they were holding back. Uh, we actually grew profitability 30% during the GFC. Jeez. And uh, I've seen that time and time and time again. Right now is a great time to stretch forward because advertising is cheap, marketing is cheap, none of your competition uh, advertising right now because everyone's feeling uncomfortable. And the natural thing is when you feel uncomfortable, psychologically we draw in. Whereas if we acknowledge that everyone's uncomfortable and if we want to be extraordinary we've, we've kind of got to do what the average isn't doing so I, I would encourage that to, to anyone listening yeah now now Pete I, you've taken recently a pretty of a personal journey you took the family uh, bundled them up mm. into a caravan and took them around Australia yeah, yeah. Um, probably couldn't do that now right at this point in time what was it like being no. how do I say this delicately trapped with the family in a caravan <laughs> oh, it was good. I think it was a bit of a forced wilderness time, and uh, I've got a vet, I've got a wife who really rolls with it, and the and I think together we help the family roll with it. So it was good. I think it was my idea, but I was probably the one that was the least flexible. So it was me that just <laughs> needed to do the most changing. But we had a ball. We were actually due to fly out for three months in Europe. Yeah, and. Uh, Two days before due to fly out is when we pulled the pin, and that was actually, uh, you know, things changed. At the time, it was a bit of a touch-and-go situation, and then, gosh, you know, three or four days later, we were very glad we made that decision. And how are you now? You've had the relaxing time seeing the country, you know, starting to get through the, the COVID thing. How are you? Good. I think once you've travelled in a caravan and – tried to do homeschooling in a caravan and, and do some work in the caravan and you suddenly come to a home with proper beds, it doesn't matter where you feels like the Taj Mahal. <laughs> so we are in, actually enjoying this time. And I think because we had been so transient, we're quite enjoying the, the, um, the time together in one place. Yeah. Well, mate, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you for sharing a bit of hope about businesses during this time and it's really nice to hear some talk um, that, that brings us forward and gives us some, some vision and some thinking about how we can get through this and things we can do to prepare us as, uh, when we get through the other side. It's been lovely to hear from you. Great to be on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Brett Farrell, and this is The Lock-In. 